Welcome to the Laugh Support Podcast with your hosts, Michelle Van Dusen and June Colson. A couple of clean comedians here to support each other and others through comedy's wacky and winding roads. They'll talk about highs and lows and some traumatizing shows. So get ready, get set, let's go! Welcome to the Laugh Support Podcast, brought to you by the Hot Breath Comedy Network. I'm your host, June Colson, here Ta-da. with my friend Michelle with one L, Van Dusen, who you've already Hello. heard her voice because she was talking over the intro. So, okay, so we used to really struggle ending the show. Now we're struggling beginning the show. I, we're supposed to get better, Michelle. We're supposed to get better, and um, I don't know if that's the case with us. How you doing, my friend? I um, I'm doing well, except apparently technology hates me today mm, yeah. i've had i've had mic issues i've had camera issues and now i am i'm having like how do i start this oh wait it started and we're not recording so it's just it's all right it's all <sighs> good i believe that if we're we're close to you know almost 30 episodes at this point and if we have listeners who've listened to even more than one of our episodes they've kind of learned to lower their expectations you know i mean if they're here if they're still with us then um, I think that they 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 know what they're getting. They know what they're getting. But today, Michelle yeah. Vanderson <laughs> on the show, it's just us. We're going to chit chat for a little bit, and I'm excited <gasps> about doing that. We love to have guests. We do, but sometimes you know you just want to chop it up with your best friend, you know. But That's I have to right. I have to tell you too. So we were talking about um, subjects. You know, what do we want to talk about in comedy? And Michelle, you suggested what? What are we going to talk about today? Today, I think that we should talk about how do you read a room. How do you yes. read the room when you go to a comedy show or a church or even just even, you know, because Thanksgiving is coming up, Christmas is coming up. How do you read the room? Yes. And I'll tell you, um, you, you know, you know, a pro from an amateur for sure when it comes to reading the room. And I will tell you that um, I was with a real amateur and I'm going to make sure <laughs> that she listens to this episode. I'm okay? sorry. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> Not you, Michelle. You're as you're as pro-y pro as pros get. But no, I I was with my sister um, at an interesting venue. Uh, it, it was a funeral, and um, <laughs> that right there, <laughs> interesting venue. It was a funeral. Yes, like that's it was so a funeral. funny. And, oh. you know, like I I get really awkward at funerals. I do. I get like. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a really tearful person. I'm somebody who uh, different people You're process stoic. death in different ways. Um, what's stoic? Describe, what does that mean? That means you don't show emotion. You, oh, that's not you, true. You keep, you keep it together. Like in, in, mm, in certain situations, okay. you will keep it together. Um, yeah. So in that sense, since you're not a teary person, you're right. very stoic. And, you're, and at the same time, it's a strength. And a curse. No, it's it's a, it's a strength and a weakness, because when you're when it's your strength, then you actually bring comfort to anyone that's around you. Mm. And when it's a weakness, um, then I think it. And tell me if I'm wrong, uh, which I'm not. Uh, <laughs> it it becomes when it becomes a weakness, and I'm not just saying just for you, but just for people in general. When it becomes a weakness you're um you're not able to connect in with your emotions but you don't do that you still connect with your emotions right. you're still able to acknowledge things and that kind of stuff so that's really good but 
in a funeral setting and um, when people are facing crisis, I've noticed that you're very stoic. You're a very you're a strength to those that are mm. around you. Well, that's that's what I I, I think I try to be that, um, but I don't necessarily I don't want to say I try, I guess. Let me take that back. I'm not like going into the situation going, I need to be the strength and the rock for the family. But it is something that I feel like at loss and grief and things like that. I process, I almost process it privately or I have my own like mm -hmm. weird moments, you know, I mean, I'm talking dear, dear friends of mine, dear, you know, uh, but a lot of times it does feel like I can't break down if I break down other, other people will, but we're not going into the mm -hmm. psychology of the situation. We're going into <laughs> the fact that, okay, I also get, I also get a little goofy. I get a little awkward uh, in uncomfortable <laughs> situations, you know, cause I think a lot of comedians do that. We just get a little weird. We get a little awkward. My family is very much like that. And mm -hmm. um, my cousin, her aunt passed or not her aunt, but her um, grandmother passed away and her, mm -hmm. uh, her grandma's name was Pat and she was, Pat, uh, Pat passed away. Yes. Pat, Pat. And so, um, she wasn't my grandmother, but she was my cousin's grandma. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they were, these are cousins that I was really close to. I'm still close to, you know, growing up. These are the cousins that we played together, hung out together. And their grandmother, when my brother, my sister, and I, um, when we all got married, uh, she actually made our wedding cakes. Um, Ooh, I've talked, I've nice. talked before, you know, in my comedy, I talk about growing up in poverty. Uh, we, you know, I didn't have any money. My sister didn't have any money. I and mean, basically we paid for our own weddings. And then my brother, fortunately he's a boy and he married a girl whose family could, you know, pay for their wedding. But grandma Pat, actually her gift to us was to make our cakes. She wow. baked, she baked them in Indiana. She drove them all the way to Kentucky. And That's a lot of roads to go over. Yes. And then she assembled the cake and decorated the cake once she got the actual baked cake to Kentucky. And, oh, uh, and smart. yeah, yeah. So that was that was her gift to us. But it was one of those where we weren't her grandchildren, but her grandchildren loved us. And her son, my uncle, you know, loved us. And so she loved us, too. And so when she passed away, my little brother called and said, hey, I really want to go to the funeral. And I said, yeah, I, I plan on going. So my brother, my sister and I all got in the car together and we drove to Indiana for grandma Pat's funeral, which was uh -huh. the first time that we had all been in the car together. So we were thinking probably 25 years since just wow. the three of us got in the car and drove, <laughs> you know, to Indiana. So it was really funny. The conversations we were having. Were you reliving just, childhood memories? He's touching me. He's touching yes, me. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If we were reliving childhood memories, we would have to have a car with one headlight. My dad would be driving with a six pack of beer and the console. My mom, when we would hit Louisville, she would scream at us. She would turn down the radio. Shut up. Shut up, kids. We're going through the big city. Everybody shut your mouth. And my dad would have a grip on the steering wheel. And it would be. And then my brother, my brother, he would sleep in the floorboard of the car. And me and my sister had our legs like up against each other. And Dewey was in the floorboard, which we had multiple cars uh, throughout the years that had no, like there were holes in the floorboard. You could yes. see the wheels yes. turning when it snowed, the snow <laughs> would flip up in us. Come right right? Up. <laughs> yes. It would come up in the back seat. And so <laughs> we were, we Did were laughing and we were reminiscing about all of these like crazy, crazy <laughs> memories of driving, you know, to, back and forth to Indiana. 
Wow. So yeah, so we're already kind of in that mode. We're laughing. We're having a good time. We're heading to this funeral. Uh, Mama Pat had a wonderful family. She lived a long and very blessed life. Um, and so, you know, it, we were sad for our cousins. We knew that she's in, you know, that she has eternal life and, and all of those things. And so they really wanted to make this like a celebration of life. Yeah. And, um, but you got to have that stoic presence when you walk into the funeral home, right? You're supposed yep. to anyway, but oh no, that amateur, my sister who couldn't read the room. <laughs> <laughs> we get in line. My cousin, Mike, he has twin daughters and the girls, uh, Kylie and Kennedy come running up to me. They're adorable. They're full of like 10,000 questions, you know, and, and to kids, I mean, they're, it's, it's a funeral home. They're not paying attention. They're just excited to see Junebug and Bobby Joe and Dewey and, and they're talking and they're chatting. Did they knock over the, the, the casket? No, no, no. My cousin, oh. my my cousin did. Um, no, there's more than one story about my cousin Angel who is uh, who has accidentally bumped into caskets, and I think she almost took the ride with my aunt Cheryl. We'll do, we'll talk we'll, we'll talk about that on another episode. <laughs> but so here's Kylie and Kennedy. They're twins. They're adorable. One of them is wearing blue glasses, and I mm -hmm. say, "Oh my gosh, I have blue glasses too." They're in the car. And then the, the Kylie is like, oh, glasses aren't cool. And I'm like, yes, they are the coolest kids. And we're having this conversation. Now, my sister and I are kind of rivals in these relationships anyway. So she's trying to make the girls like her and not like <laughs> me. And I'm doing the same thing. We get almost to the casket. And, and Kennedy says, I, um, I have one eye that's different than the other. Like one, you know, one eye is different than the other. Hopefully my cousin Mike doesn't mind me giving out, um, you know, their medical information. But <laughs> so my sister, like different, Bobby. Different colors or different shapes? Like one, one prescription versus the other, right? Oh. So the eyes have different prescriptions. And I say, I'm the same way. And my sister Bobby's like, oh yeah, I'm the same way. Da, 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 da. You're just trying to connect. She's just trying to connect with you, Kennedy. Her eyes, you know why her eye is like that, Kennedy? Her eyes like that. Mind you, at this point, we are almost to the body. We are we are one step away from hugging the family. And Bobby oh. says, one Bobby says to Kennedy. I'm sorry. You're like, we're almost to the body. We're one step away from hugging. Oh my god. What? No, we the, weren't the hugging Grandma that's Pat. By no. the body. Okay. We Ooh. are we are one step away. And um and Bobby says, well, you know why June's eye is like that, Kennedy? And she's like, why? And Bobby said, because she's picked her nose so much in the one side that she poked <laughs> herself in the eyeball. <laughs> so Kennedy looks up at me and I just look straight at her and I go, it's true. And I went like that. And what I did, she like that little girl's <laughs> eyes got big and she looked at her sister and they were both like, ooh, my sister Bobby loses it. She is hysterically laughing and we are right there with the family. And the girls are like, are you crying? Bobby Joe, are you crying? And I'm like, suck it up, Bobby. Suck it up. You better act like you're emotional. And I'm only telling this as no disrespect to my family. I'm only telling you this story because they are such funny people. They are so even in that moment, even in like the saddest moment, my family is coping through tears and through laughter. Right. And so if it was truly oh, disrespectful that we were having this conversation with the girls or I thought it was going to be offensive, I would never talk about it. But 
our subject, I say all of that. Our subject today is to read the room, okay? And I'm with Bobby Joe. I'm like, read the room. We're standing. Yeah, but you, you, you just jumped right in there with her. You didn't oh, help her read the room at all. That's, you were like, it was like Laurel and Hardy was happening. I Because if you're doing this, yeah. you, you know that you were trying to get them to laugh. And then, oh my gosh, <gasps> remind me never to go to a funeral with you. Oh, I'm there's, sorry. I just... <laughs> I'm telling you, my family is probably oh. funnier at funerals than any place else in the world. And I'll tell you, the funeral home did a fantastic job, but they they accidentally messed up the song that they were supposed to be playing. Like it just kind of stopped in the middle of the song, the first song or whatever. And oh. it got, you know, that tension, it can cause you to giggle or cry, right? My family's the type right. that's going to giggle, but my cousin, Angel, yeah, she she's a, she's a snorter. She <laughs> snorts. And so when the song messed up, you could hear the slow ripple of laughs. And then I heard my cousin <laughs> one, one last. Yeah, then it just, yes. Yeah. And then that was it. That was it. But yeah. I so, snort. so you're right though, because I don't, I can't handle myself. And I, um, and as a comedian, once somebody gets you started, your mind can't help but be going that direction too. So you're right. I should have had self-control, but I didn't because my sister didn't read the room and I blame her for everything. If she got it together, she's the older one. She's supposed to be mature, but, but yes. So that's a, that wasn't, we weren't reading the room is what I'm saying. We weren't there you reading go. the room well. And as comedians, we got to do that, right, Michelle? We've got to read yes. the room. We've got yeah. to read the room. So how do you do that though? How do you go into... Um, a, a comedy club or a, a church setting um, where you're doing your comedy or even, even a, um, a, corporate. a corporate event yeah, yeah, or, or a backyard uh, these days or a Zoom call. You know, how do you read the room and what happens if what you're reading you don't like? How do you, how do you turn the page on that? Right, right. Well, I think one thing when you say read the room, um, if you're visualizing it, you're already in the room, right? Yeah, I'm finding the exit sign. No. <laughs> yes, yes. But but realistically, you if you can, don't wait till you get there to read the room. Research yeah. about where you're going. Who, you know, who are you talking to? What's the population like in that community? What's um, you know, mm -hmm. kind of the social um uh, norms and the community you're going into what's uh you know if you're going to a church like one thing i remember early on hearing from um Kay, Kay. smith Kay smith we had talked about yeah. that before you know she's talking about if as a female if you're going to do a church you might want to find out if the women in the church wear skirts or pants because there's a lot of denominations a lot of churches and you don't necessarily mm -hmm. have to to conduct your life all the time and that way um, that might not be the way that you believe that you should dress to honor the Lord. But if who is, you know, invited you into their home, basically, mm -hmm. if that's how they are, then, you know, you want to be respectful to the people who who invited you into their environment. Um, corporations, you know, uh, yeah, corporate gigs. I remember hearing a comedian talk about um, talking to a large group and did a whole kind of dig on either Lowe's or Home Depot, one of the two, right? So we'll say Lowe's. Mm. They went after Lowe's, all these jokes about Lowe's, Lowe's, Lowe's. And Lowe's was a major sponsor of that oh. event. Oh, had no. they Had they had just switched it up and said Home Depot, then it would have been, been fine. It would have been hilarious. The audience would have been along. But essentially, that comedian, not knowing that Lowe's or whoever had sponsored um, that event, 
Man. No one was going to laugh. They couldn't yeah. laugh. They were disrespecting the people. You know, and you had you had people, CEOs and people from, you know, that corporation setting in the audience. And so you, and there's signage. There has to be signage like everywhere. You would think so, but who who knows? Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know what the setup was for this mm-hmm. buyer, for this particular comedian. And I'm just sharing that because they shared it. I recall hearing it on um, maybe Rick Roberts podcast. Uh, um, Rick oh, Roberts, gosh. Rick Roberts, the podcast, school of laughs, school of laughs. Yeah. Yes. On the very, school of very laughs. good podcast. If you are mm-hmm. uh, um, a comedian or wanting to be a comedian, I would totally, highly, 100% recommend listening mm-hmm. to The School of Laughs with Rick Roberts and start from the beginning and yes. just listen and, to them all. And I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure that's where I, I heard him maybe interview a comedian that talked about that. And mm-hmm. I made a mental note about it. I was like, ah, oh. um, not long ago, I was at a, a taping, like a television show taping. Yeah. And I do a joke about um, cheerleaders. And, yeah. uh, you know, one of the punchlines is about one of the cheerleaders, cheerleaders being pregnant. And, um, <laughs> and so, yes, Whoopsie. anyway, yes. And so, um, but I remember watching this other person at this show and one of the guests on the show was from a, um, a, a group that went out and did, uh, ultrasounds for women Mm. who were pregnant and they helped um, teen pregnancies and, you know, those kind of things, people who had, you know, whatever. And I thought, Ooh, if I was doing the show tonight and I did that joke with that person as the guest right before me or right Mm -hmm. after me, that could have been a bad room to have done that joke in. So I would need to, to pay attention, you know? So I I think research, find out, um, you know, find out where you're going, find out who's sponsoring the event that you're going to. If you can find out what their, you know, what their core beliefs are or or whatever Mm -hmm. as a corporation or um, then I think you don't have to wait till you get in the room. Right. Yeah. So that's that's one of the first things that I can think of. Two, if you're not the opening act, pay attention. Yes. Sit in there and listen to the comic before you. Do you do that, Michelle? I do. Um, and here's here's the problem with, uh, you know, not being prepared ahead of time. So if you're, if you're not prepared ahead of time and then you go to a club, let's say an open mic or, or anything like that, and you're still trying to run through the set yourself in your head because mm-hmm. you're not ready. Yeah. So when you're in the room and you're listening to others, you're not actually listening to them. You're actually listening to yourself, trying to run through your own set. Yes. And so you're going to miss, you're going to miss this very, yes. very important tip that June's going to share right now of what should you do while you're in there listening? Yes. Well, um, what, you know, that makes me think our last episode, we interviewed Maurice Brown mm-hmm. and I've heard him interviewed before. And he said, you know, he, he practice, practice, study, practice, get ready, get ready, get ready. And then when he gets to the venue, he puts the note mm-hmm. cards down and he walks in there and he says, if I don't know it now, I'm not going to know it. Yeah. And I'm going to miss out what I should be paying attention to around me. And I think we've talked about this on an episode before that, um, you know, the person who's opening, they might be doing some jokes that are parallel to your thought and your mm-hmm. jokes, maybe not the same jokes, but you're like, ah, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to sound like I'm doing the same type of stuff. I want to give them something different. So you can pay attention yeah. and see if, you know, what that is. You can also pay attention to see what's not working for that comedian. Yes. You what, know? what are they on? What's not being laughed at? I mean, that's yes. really important. 
Yeah. And so, you know, you, you get the feel of what the audience is latching onto with just that, you know, that very beginning. Um, and then, you know, just uh, sometimes when you're listening to the person before you and something does hit and you can think of a funny tag when you come in, it's like they're in on a yeah. joke and now you can piggyback on that. Now we're all in it together. And one of the big things is establishing trust, right? Getting the audience to mm -hmm. trust you, to ease in, yeah. to get to know you. And when you're paying attention, you're reading the room beforehand, you can listen to what someone's saying before you. And now you've already established that little bit of trust. You know, I um, I did an event with uh, Marty Simpson. Um, he's a comedian out of South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And at the event, somebody before me, they did an amateur joke uh, competition and it was the people at their church. Five people went up and they had 60 seconds to tell a story or a joke. Wow. And then the audience uh, voted on, you know, who they thought was the funniest uh, amateur comedian of the night. And that's how they kicked off the show. Right. And so most of them just told like a funny story that they read or Googled or, or found. But the last person who went up before me did a joke about a blonde on an airplane. <laughs> And then they were going to introduce me. And the whole thing was the, basically the gist of the joke is the blonde had no idea where she was going that was on the ah. same plane. And so, um, and, and it, I think it said she got on a plane in Chicago, basically was the gist of it. So when I got on stage, they introduced, hey, I'm Jim Colson. And, and I'm like, y'all, honestly, I don't even know how I got here today. Because this morning <laughs> I got on a plane in Chicago and that's all I had to say. And, then and they were laughing. It was a nod back to one of their church members who they had just, you know, uh, had been laughing with them. And now I just acknowledged the room. Yes. You know, I didn't just read it, but I paid attention to what was going on before me and I acknowledged the room. And so I, I think that's part, that's part of reading the room, right? And then, yeah, definitely. And they just, they welcome the moment you did that and connected with the audience, yes. then they're in to listen to what you have to say. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's really good. Yeah. I think another thing you and I talked about was, um, uh, staying on topic and nodding back to Maurice again. We talked about mm -hmm. that after the interview and tell us about that. Tell us, recap what Maurice told us on the last episode about what his wife had said. Um, okay. So one of the things that his wife said was if, um, if, if you're on a certain joke and, and people are laughing and they're liking it, you're like, you're on a certain topic. Let's say you're doing a whole, um, set on like weight loss or something and people are with you and they're with you. And you typically you're like, and I end the joke here, but people are still with you. Um, go ahead and stay on that topic. If you got, you know, a few more things just to add to it, add to them right there. Um, cause sometimes what happens is a comedian has, I have this set list. I've got this mm -hmm. joke, then this joke, then this, 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 and, and I don't deviate, but the audience still wants to be in this topic and you're yeah. down here. And so they're not with you anymore. So you really have to kind of see like, oh, okay. They like, they like jokes about movies. I've got five more movies I can talk about. You know, you can just roll it around in that way. So did you change your set? Yes, absolutely. But why did you change it? Because of you read the room correctly and mm. you saw what they were liking. Um, <laughs> there was, uh, I don't remember, there was one show I did and I did not read the room at all. It was mm. awful. Mm. And that's usually when you're, when you bomb 
It's if you're, yeah. if you're on this, you know, all these topics over here and the whole audience is over here. Yes. They're not going to laugh at anything. They'll just be like, oh, that was a mm-hmm. nice try. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, you know, what time is, you've got, what, two more minutes? Ugh. Someone give her the light, you know, like that kind of thing, because <laughs> yes. you're totally not anywhere near what they want to hear. So it's, it's, it's an interesting reading the room is a difficult thing, especially like if, if the room is like a second grade level and you're still in kindergarten, you're not going to connect. I'm sorry. Yes. You just, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. And I think, connect. well, <laughs> there's a comedian, you know, a lot of comedians now are, um, they're posting hecklers, uh, versus posting, video of their material because a heckler yeah. situation that's a unique situation you're not giving away your material mm-hmm. um and if it's a good back and forth you know then that's really fun and it's in the moment and and whatever but i, I recently if it's our, good one of our comedian <laughs> friends posted and he had said uh well that's about my time and somebody in the audience went "Woo!" <laughs> yeah <laughs> They didn't read the room and that person was, they were cheering, but I thought it was funny that they still went with it. They were like, this was a bad set, didn't read the room well. And I got heckled like by saying this is, I'm almost done. And they cheered. So that's never a good feeling, is it? Um, no, not so, at all. So maybe that person, I don't know anything about their set, but maybe they did too many cheesy local jokes, right? Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. You don't want to harp and stay on the local jokes because if you're, if you're attending any kind of club and they have comedians coming in from all across the country Mm -hmm. all the time, guess what they're going to do every single time? A local joke of some sort. Yes. And, um, like, but before we get to, to what you're going to say about, um, the one topic uh, <laughs> we had, we had one comedian come in and he was doing local jokes or trying to do local jokes to make yes. a connection, yeah. but he didn't realize you're doing like California local jokes versus Oklahoma local jokes. Ah. And so it was not, it was not going well yes. at all. I mean, yeah. it was like, dude, do you not know? That you're like at the Bible Belt right now. What are you oh, doing? Yeah, like it was just yeah. like, are you kidding me? You know, and yes. it was because it was it was a church event, you know, or it was in it was being held in a church. I shouldn't say it's a church mm-hmm. event because it wasn't, and right. um, it was just in a you know with this it was a very large church, so it could hold a lot of people. Um, but it was it was way off topic. Even though they're trying to do local jokes, it was the wrong group of locals. So, but, but tell us about the Home Depot one. Oh yeah. Did I, I already told that, didn't I? Did I not? Maybe I I don't No, I think you were telling me before. Um, anyway, tell, tell, we should never, we should never talk before this. So, so (laughs) if I haven't already said it, um, reading the room, I really do think we already talked about this, Michelle, what is happening? Did we? Deja vu. Yes. So I think that's what we started with was that, yeah, because I said I heard it on Rick Roberts' podcast and you said that, yeah. read the room, Michelle. We've already talked about this. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think we did. Yes, okay, then do the other one. Do the other one. Um, um, what was the other one? Um, oh, okay. So, well, uh, one of them, there was uh, airports. The airport. Yeah. I was yeah. talking to a comedian who was doing dry bar 
And um, the airport in Utah is extremely long, like yes. really long. Like there's there's signs that say like your 30 minute miles. walk. It'll say oh. like 30 minutes to you know the to your gate or whatever. I mean it's it has mile markers in the airport. Like <laughs> literally you get off the plane and you walk a mile and a half before they hand you, you get trekking poles as you get off. It's crazy, it's craziness. And so uh, this comedian and I were talking about it because everybody's kind of warning each other, like, heads up, it's going to take you this amount of time to get from there to your Uber and, you know, whatever. And that comedian had a horrible experience. And they said, you know, in my mind, I was already writing material about this experience I just had at their airport. And I realized, oh, everybody's had this experience at their airport. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And it's one Mm -hmm. thing when you do relatable topic. It's another yeah. thing when you're just doing something they've all heard before, you know, you want, they could relate to the airport situation, but they've also probably already heard it from, cause you know, in Utah, they, they film the dry bar. And so, uh, used to, they would have like five com- or six comedians, whatever, uh, in and out on a weekend. And so eventually, yeah. you know, they're, they're all saying the same thing, but there's another comedian just recently that I was hearing him, you know, talk about getting ready to go on stage and someone saying, whatever you do, don't talk about. And they gave him a subject. Oh, you just can't tell a comedian the, the last yes. words they're going to remember. That's going to be in their head. Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. So what happened? But you know, that comedian avoided that subject and ended up writing some material about it later on, you know, but, but really that, that club owner was just giving a fair warning was like, I know that this, you know, like in the town I live in, it's Corvette city, right? There's the Corvette mm-hmm. plant here. And if there was a, a prominent comedy club and there's that the Corvette be. museum and the museum had a sinkhole and that was national news. And, oh yeah. And that's where the time, car, f- yeah. where the cars fell on the hole, mm-hmm. you know, well, during that time, it would have been really easy for a comedian to come up, talk about the cars and the sinkhole. Funny for mm-hmm. the first p- person, funny when the second person says it, but after a while, your local crowd mm-hmm. is like, okay, enough already. We get it. It's Corvette. Yeah. They fell on a hole, you know, let's move on. So, you know, while it's good, I think it's good advice when you are driving around, if you notice something unique mm-hmm. or you have a unique experience in their town, definitely bring it in. But also, read the room, be cautious. If it's yeah. a subject matter that every comedian who rolls into town notices and tries yeah. to do some observational bit on it, then enough already. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we've all heard it enough already. Yeah. Now the the good thing though, about noticing your environment and, and what's local, because if you have a joke in your set that you typically do and you use um, uh, the Piggly Wiggly, which used to be, you know, a grocery store at a certain spot, or right. you used to use like Kmart or things like that, that don't exist anymore, or it's only local to your area. Like you want to, mm-hmm. you can s- still do your joke, but you're going to change in their local grocery store yes, or yes. their local mayor's yeah. name, or, you know, like, so you can change it up that way. Yeah. So that's really important to know um, where you are and your location and um, some information about what's happening. And you also, when you're doing a corporate gig, not only do you want to do research of of the group that you're doing, you're mm. going to do part of the research so you can write jokes that are specific towards them, yes. but, not, but not the fact that, um, like you were saying with Drybar, everybody's been to that airport, yes. so every comedian yeah. is going to try to throw that in. Not unless you have an airport bit, you know? So, right. 
toss that. But if you have, this is the first time you're doing something for, you know, a certain group, then find out some research on them and see if you already have material that you can kind of work their name in yes. or work some of their information, you know, like yeah. if you could, if you could work it in through your set, then it's, it's accepted much, mm -hmm. uh, it's just, it's accepted better. And we've seen that like on the Hot Breath Comedy Network, even internationally, there'll be comedians that are in India or, you know, Canada mm -hmm. or, or wherever there's people from Russia and Australia. And, and yeah. sometimes they're just picking the brain of other comedians going, okay, in our town, this is what we call, uh, you know, the bar is a pub. What do you guys call it? You know, and, and, and they'll want to kind of change up their language for the you know, if they're yeah. going to do a show in the in the States, they want to make sure that the people, you know, people can relate to what they're saying. Um, and then the other thing about switching things up, as we talked about, if you know your audience, if you know the group that you're in, I, I, I was recently in an event where a comedian made a joke and um, he basically said, you know, CNN knew if I, you know, if I wanted oh. to hear lies or something, I'd listen to CNN news. Well, he was in a room full of liberal people who love CNN news. That joke yeah. would have worked if he just changed it to Fox News. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so he 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 wasn't paying attention to the environment or the you know the group of people that he was around. Um, and and That's I say that point. because I knew that 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 we had been around the audience for a few days. You could kind of pick up on the vibe, right? And mm -hmm. so, and unless you just want to stick with your, like, if there's some seriously make it a social statement with their comedy, then they're going to say what they want to say. But if you're just trying to make the audience laugh, pay attention to yeah. the environment. Switch, you know, you can switch it up. And, and like we said earlier, I promise we talked about it earlier. Change from Lowe's <laughs> to Home Depot. You know what I mean? Change from Lowe's to Home Depot. Right? Change from Shell to BP or whatever the gas. Phillips you know, 66. Or, Is that yeah. even out there anymore? I don't, I don't know. know. Michelle, I don't the know. one with I the dinosaur. What's the one with the dinosaur? Sinclair? Who knows? We I can't afford a... gas anymore anyway. What are we talking about? <laughs> Who's even talking about? But yeah, so anyway, that's, you know, that's just some some ideas, some thoughts, some things we bounce mm -hmm. around in our mind and, uh, yeah. and wanted to share about reading the room, whether it's in a, you know, corporate setting, a church setting, or if you're at the casket at someone that you love, um, read the room, <laughs> pay attention, Bobby Joe, I'm talking to you. No. <laughs> but I can't yeah, believe you. I know. I know, Michelle. I know. Let's see. Every time, every time you see your niece or your sister, if all you do is this, they're going to oh, yeah, yeah. use it every time. That's the thing too. That's the thing too. See, and there it is. Read the room, the inside <gasps> joke. I mean, I can make my sister laugh from across the room with just a gesture. Oh, not okay. You know June, I mean? when, when you do your dry bar special or you do your comedy special, whenever you do it, you know, just like Carol Barnett would like do her ear for her. <gasps> Then I'll just do you this. You need to do this for your niece and oh for your my sister. gosh, like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna have do to. it, Michelle. That, that, that's I'm the... gonna... <laughs> man. We're gonna leave with that brilliant idea. That's an excellent idea. Oh, seriously, I'm taking that to heart. I'm taking that to heart. But that's it for this episode of the Laugh Support Podcast. You can check us out any place that you get podcasts. Um, we're on Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Spotify, Player FM, and others. If you want to see our pretty face, even Alexa. And even Alexa, ask Alexa for life yep. support. Ask her. And um, you can see our pretty faces on uh, YouTube and the Creative Motion Network if you would like to see. What is this? What is this move that I'm doing that you can't see on a podcast? <laughs> we should probably point out. Anyway, that's it. Yeah. We're going to close this one out. I'm June Colson. Jesus and Junebug loves you. Michelle Van Dusen, tell them goodbye, Michelle. Goodbye, Michelle.